Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, see my see what? my mastermind ladies coming oh, in. Yeah. <laughs> good morning, everyone. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Hey, Gab, I just want to point it out. Thank you so much for being a super fan of the show here. It says that you're a super fan. Your 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 name's all illuminated. <laughs> I saw that when I joined in. It's all like I don't know, tie dyed. <laughs> yeah. Gabby joined the fan club. <laughs> I joined the Wayne Hillier fan club since he uh, he's the host of the show. His profile is the host of the show. Yeah, I uh, think I, I had to spend about $6 on some pod beans to join. Am I worth it? You're worth it. <laughs> I mean, look at my name when I jump in. I think I actually also have like priority call-in. Yeah, you got a bunch of really cool features. <laughs> I wasn't sure what the fan club was all about and um, the super fan status. Yeah, well, we had to like reach a certain amount of like viewers or I don't know episodes to yeah. be able to open the fan club <laughs> yeah we had to get to a certain level to open it and um we did and I said Gap join my fan club and then I, I didn't realize she spent six dollars to join I'm like Jeez, <laughs> it's a small price to pay small price <laughs> yeah for sure uh, good boy. morning everyone happy happy Tuesday do you want to, um, hey, you know what, maybe I'll just uh, touch on a couple things before we get started here, because we got a couple upcoming events. I always forget to talk about them, um, and I don't remember until like late in the show. But um, upcoming events, uh, Gabby's Women's Real Estate Investing Mastermind is starting January 12th. Whoop, whoop. And I have a couple amazing ladies already signed up. So a couple spots left. Don't miss out. Click on the link in my uh, social media bios. Follow that. Book a call with me. Let's yep. get at it. Yep. And also, uh, January cabin retreat is full. Uh, we've announced a second date uh, for the next real estate investing cabin retreat that is February 25th through 27th in Alberta Beach. Um, that one's already got a couple spots filled already as well. So, um, yeah, we didn't, we barely announced, we barely even announced the January one and it filled have right you, up. Have you officially announced the February one? Not really. Okay. We should get a link and should get there it you in go, my super bio. Fans. There you go, super fans. <laughs> To be, to be honest, it's, um, I was talking with someone about this on the flip tour on Saturday. Um, it's, it's, it's great that lots of people are signing up for it ahead of time. And, um, it, how do I put this? It gives me the ability to be a little more choosy because I want to make sure that I get the right people at these retreats. Um, I don't want someone who just wants to go and hang out and have a beer next to the fire. That's not what that weekend's about. Prom or I promise you. Or on their phone in the back of the room. Yeah. Yeah. This is, you gotta, you gotta get really into this and you gotta be, you know, a hundred percent all in and, and vulnerable in order for this weekend to be, you know, valuable for you. And mm -hmm. one person not into it can really work, ruin the dynamic and, and, and the energy, mm -hmm. um, uh, for that weekend. So we want to make sure that we got the best people there so that way everyone's getting the most value. Um, yeah. So anyways, it's, it's been good. We've been able to, um, we've had some people ask and, and then I can be honest with people if I don't think it's right for them. Maybe they need to work on something else first, or maybe they need to get a little more experience first in this area. So, mm -hmm. But uh, pretty excited about that. February 25th or 27th, um, that's going to fill up pretty quick. If you're interested, just shoot me a DM and uh, or an email at uh, – what's our email? <laughs> uh, info at reimorningshow.com. <clears throat> 
<sighs> Another note, I was I was listening to our podcast the other day. And I don't I don't re-listen to podcasts um that we do. I, I put out so many. I don't have I spend enough time making them. I don't have an hour in the day to re-listen to myself um, talk, uh, whether that been uh, years ago or or recently. Um, but I re-listened to one because I was curious about it. A bunch of people had reached out to me and said that it was their favorite. And I was listening to it. And Gab, I sound like I'm talking at 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> talking at 6 a.m. is hard. I say it almost every day. <laughs> I sound, my voice is different. I never realized it. It's be, like, I'm a dude. Dudes get up in the morning and they clear their throat and, and they blow their nose and you know what I mean? Um, which is totally me. And I didn't realize how nasal I sound. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear me and I know I, I heard it. I'm like, I, I hope that I, I cough as far away from the mic as possible to clear my throat. Because this much talking this early uh, as a dude. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound very good when I'm like clearing my throat every 10 seconds. But, oh, uh, who who's Johnny? Woot woot made it Johnny for the show. Johnny Five, Johnny Five, Millwork. You know, jo oh, yeah. we just talked about Johnny Five the other day. <laughs> Congratulations, you're up at six. You made it. You did it. <laughs> That's what yes. I'm talking about. <laughs> Johnny Five for the win. All right, this is working out. Yeah. Who else is here for the first time? I want to hear it. <laughs> here to support you. That's and amazing. Hey, like, shoot us a text too. If you need some help, you know, after the show, shoot us a text 587 0721. We'll call you at 5:45 a.m. and get your ass out of bed. Actually, to be honest, I wonder. I don't. I don't want to overcommit. Yeah. <laughs> now I've got a. Now I've got a, a morning call list that I need to make. I'm <laughs> like a hotel front desk. <laughs> Good morning. It's Wayne. It's 5:55. Morning show is going to be starting in five minutes. <laughs> oh, that would be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. I'd but sign up. I have to. I have to be careful not to overcommit. Yeah. Apparently, I only sound good at 6 a.m. Tony sounds yeah. amazing Tony, yeah. at 6 a.m. Got a amazing. smooth voice. <laughs> smooth as this coffee. Provided by Starbucks. Verona. I'm going to get that Starbucks money. Yeah, they aren't paying us. Stop talking. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Can I, can I say one thing? You can say a few things. We got an hour. A couple things. Okay. So last night, uh, oh yeah, it's Mastermind Week. <laughs> Is it Mastermind Week? <laughs> so last night, um, our the original real, women's real estate investing mastermind group. Um, so they're into their second year of meeting together. Uh, so we revision boarded for the year 2022. Revisioned. Revision re boarded. <laughs> like again, re again. Get it. Anyways, so uh, yeah, we got to vision board last night, which was awesome. It was funny, um, the conversations because um, I was obsessed with my last year's vision board, like obsessed. I loved it. It's hanging mm -hmm. right above my desk. I absolutely love everything about it. I made it and it felt good. And that's what told me that like I made a really good vision board. Right. So I struggled a little bit last night. I was like, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't look right. I finally I nailed it down. I got it. But um, it What's was changed since last year. Um, you know, not a whole lot. I mean, like I'm, I'm still working towards a lot of the same things. Um, I want the same things out of my year that I wanted last year. I feel like last year I got a lot off track when we moved. Um, I got really out of routine for several months and it threw a lot of my year off. So I want to get back to 
my outcomes from what I wanted out of 2021. We had a great 2021. Fabulous. Lots happened. <laughs> but um, uh, a little a little bit more focus on me. So that's going into 2022. Again, is like refocusing back on like the self-care, the making sure that I'm living my best life type of stuff. You deserve it. I do. I think so. And then there was like uh, one of the other ladies was like, my vision board is completely different, like total 180. And I was like, are you completely different? And she's like, yeah, I am. I was going to say, what what made it so different? Yeah. So it's it's fun to like see the year of um, transformation, progression, uh, what's changed, and just like reflecting on that kind of stuff. So there's some cool conversations. Everly joined in. She saw she came shopping with me yesterday to pick up um, some poster board and magazines and stuff. So uh, we're, we were kind of talking about it yesterday evening, and then she asked if she could join in and do a vision board too. So I thought that was super cool. She's like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'll just follow what you what you do. And I'm like, baby, just pick out some pictures that you like and slap them on there. She's Where'd she like, get okay. the magazines from? Did she use her own magazines? Yeah, she used her own magazines. So there's a bunch of dolls. like, yeah, yeah, there's dolls and she wants a dog. So she cut out a dog. She wants another dog. So she put that on her vision board and she found a little cat because I secretly kind of want a cat. So she wants to get me a cat. <laughs> I told her she's got to walk the dog every night. And if she wants even me to consider getting a second dog and she has not done it. She's she, been pretty good. For a six-year-old, I guess. So Yeah. Anyways, it was really awesome to have her um, beside me doing her vision board. She was really proud to show show the ladies what she had done. And it was, yeah, it was a pretty awesome night. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Denis is up in the morning. Good morning, Denis. Where Denis are the, well. the big question is, where are the kids? No swearing. They're probably listening, okay? Uh, yeah. I cursed a few times at the flip tour, didn't I? <laughs> Oh, they're asleep. Nice. Score. I love that image of the podcasters that you found, Gabby. You put a podcaster's image? Yeah. Yes, Kathleen. Um, so I found, yeah, a really cool <laughs> image of a man and a woman across from the table, just like we are right now, Hi. that, um, yeah, had their little podcast mics and, and headphones. Super cool. Yeah. I'm Also, I'm going to share my vision board today on social media, so any of you who are interested, um, I will be posting that and yeah, super fun. Um, and if you happen to slip in here a little late and you're, you know, you're joining the 6am club, please get on it. Let us know. Let yeah, us know that let you're Let us here. know that you got up and you're listening. And for those of you that are still listening to the recorded vision, uh, version an hour, uh, later, uh, or two hours later or on your drive home, join the 6am club. Yeah. Get up. Download Podbean, join us live every morning. We'll kick your butt and um, we'll hold you accountable. And how fun is this? Look at every everybody's like, there's so many comments here already. Everybody's saying good morning, how much they love vision boarding, that they're awake, they made it for the 6 a.m. Like you get to interact with us. It's wanna, awesome. And with know, each other. I want to know who doesn't like vision boarding. Wayne doesn't. <laughs> I asked him last night, I'm like, when are you going to do your vision board? He's like, it's in my head. <laughs> As long as I got my... Uh, Can I tell you something cool about my last year's vision board? Okay. It had a whole corner of it dedicated to... It was like it was like my family section. So it had... Which I'm sorry, my 2022 vision board does not have my family on it. <laughs> but it had a whole section of like family. And it was all of our Mexico pictures from a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I vision boarded. I manifested us into Mexico this year. Just Did so you, you know. know? Yeah. It's all me. <laughs> you worked really hard. You worked really hard. And we, uh, I said, if we got those two deals done, we go to Mexico. <laughs> we, we got one deal done and then another deal done. We yeah. haven't finished up this other one, but uh, it yeah. worked out. Yeah. Um, Sakaya says, amen, Wayne. I'm not 100% sure whether he agrees with me on the on the vision boarding thing. I don't know. I just... <clears throat> uh, I Y'all bug- don't understand the power of manifestation when uh, you see oh, something every day. No one manifests more than I do. No but one. But visually, you do not understand the visual power of manifestation. Oh, you don't. You don't got a mind like mine. You want to fight? <laughs> finish my coffee first no <laughs> damn it <laughs> yeah kathleen did hers digitally which was really cool um on, <laughs> she did it on canva and it what? turned out beautiful yeah so yeah she's like i didn't have time to get all the supplies and stuff so i'm just gonna try it out on canva and see what i can do and she pulled in like some of her personal pictures and then pulled off like other different um kind of like um real estate pictures and stuff and it was really cool it looked beautiful yeah and she also made a cover for her um, mastermind binder <coughs> with my name on it. It said Gabby Hillier Mastermind, and it was gorgeous. That's really cool. I, like, I think I might hire her. Are, <laughs> are you going to be doing um, vision boards with your other mastermind groups? Um, yes. Yes, definitely. Um, so the the I have a, a group that's running. They end in February, so they've already <coughs> vision boarded for their, for their run that they're on. Um, but are they... Are they rejoining again? Are the well? We will see. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I have a little um, cabin gals mastermind that just started up from the women that attended the last cabin retreat. Right. Yeah. So we're going to be vision boarding, <clears throat> and then obviously the new group join- starting up in January will one thousand percent be vision boarding. It's the perfect time, beginning of the year, new goals, new yeah, yeah cool. new year, yeah. Uh, two things I want to get into today. Um, one is uh, we just uh, closed out a deal. We, we did? We, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we, we sold the property. Um, uh, probably my favorite deal to date. I've done a lot of really cool deals. This one, uh, it's close. Okay, this one, yeah, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it the ribbon. This one's probably my favorite deal I've ever done. And uh, it was a long one, and it finally finished. Um, we got funds yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone was was you know watched my Instagram stories and saw that I was down picking up a check, field law. That's what uh, that was all about. <clears throat> Had to sign a couple contracts, and it was just a super super complicated one. But I wanted it. I figured you know if I give myself thirty minutes. I could probably go through all the details. Even closing it was complicated. Oh, super complicated. <laughs> um, I was I was talking to um, Barry McGuire's um, uh, paralegal, and because uh, we were signing some more documents yesterday, and uh, she's like, "I've I've done a couple of game for sales, but like this was complicated." Because <laughs> like it, it, even like a normal agreement for sale. Uh, you know, is I don't understand why you had to do all these extra things and you added this in here and you added that in there. But she's like, now that I look at it, that was really smart. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to get into that. But um, I just want to spend a couple minutes first uh, because I know that you had a couple updates with the... How's my audio, everyone? Let me know how my audio is. I adjusted it because 
the other just side note, I was listening to myself and realized that I'm significantly louder than Gabby. And sometimes that's just the way that I amplify. And sometimes I laugh really loud. So, oh, thank you, Josh. Um, so I adjusted the settings and I also pulled the mic back a pinch just in case um, I start cackling. Um, okay. So yeah, Gabby uh, had a few updates on the inspections from last week. So inspections don't just end when you finish the inspection. Now you got to do follow-ups and emails to the tenants, um, sending them, you know, the inspection reports, letting them know they initial it. Um, if anything needs to be taken care of, um, we do follow up emails, letting yeah. them know that it's not satisfactory or needs, needs addressing. And then we give them a certain amount of time in order to rectify it. And then we send someone back to verify that it's been fixed. So inspections is never just, <laughs> you yeah. know, a two day run around the cities and, and get it all done. Now it's like probably another two weeks of follow ups. Yeah. So. And while depending how many properties you have as well, like I swear I spent so much of yesterday um, scanning documents, <laughs> putting pictures and videos into folders, like just organizing the darn things. Um, never mind the actual like follow up and everything else that comes with it as well. So yeah, it's um, yeah, doesn't doesn't end that day. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, yeah, just a couple things that came out of it. Um, I, I mean, obviously, we, we already talked about the the one situation yesterday. What do you way? need to go deal with the dog? You can let him out if you want. If you want to deal with him, <laughs> we can do a commercial break. Oh, fancy. Okay. Right, you go deal with, you We're going to break with, for commercials. You got 30 seconds. Hi, folks. Barry McGuire here. I'm inviting you to join our free Facebook group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education. We go live every Monday discussing all sorts of creative real estate strategies. You know, nothing can match the power of learning from Canada's top creative real estate experts. We provide you with the education and tools you need to close your first damn deal. It's the most important one. Join our free group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education, and we'll see you Monday. Your timing was impeccable, Gabby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So now we got a commercial break that we can use whenever we need to let the, let dog, the dog out yeah. because he's barking at the back door. Real life, real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All Kathleen right. says, love that you have that commercial. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely go check out Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education Group on Facebook. Um, well, most of you know, um, most of our listeners know that. Um, and for those of you that don't, every Monday they do uh, a free Facebook Live covering creative real estate investing strategies. So last night I was a part of it with... Um, Andrea Workington, uh, Neil Taniguchi, and Barry McGuire, and we did a creative Q and A, um, full hour, just asking any questions in regards to flipping, wholesaling, joint ventures, agreement for sales, rent to own, vendor take back mortgages, wholesaling, and assignments. Nice. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun, and you can even if you didn't see it live, you can always go check it out on YouTube afterwards. Go check it out. Anyways, Barry's great. As, he is great. Yeah. So uh, you know we got a random question. I may as well just uh, um, answer this real quick. So random question, <laughs> what does the heart race winner get at the end of each month? Funny story, Josh, <clears throat> and great meeting you in person on Saturday. Um, so this whole fan club thing that I was talking about earlier um, with Gabby, I thought the fan club thing was going to be where I, I'm still trying to figure it out on how the whole Podbean system works. 
Um, but we, what we are going to do is we're going to start tracking hearts at the end of the month and giving away a prize for um, uh, the most hearts. Um, because we do appreciate you guys doing the hearts and I love the, the heart pony race. You have it. Yeah. So I guess it shows up at the end of the month. For, oh. So Ryan Letniak is... Uh... Ryan is currently winning. Okay. So now we have... Is this a new thing since we became... I don't know accessible? because, yeah, I never used to let me click on this month. Where only did this you find live. this? Um, in the, in the, so the fans are up here. I don't yeah. know where it shows up for you. And then it gives you who's in, in the, in the top for this particular live show. Okay. And then for this month. Okay. And we are, it's the last day of the month today, is it not? Uh, we're close. I think it is. It is the last day of the month. Yeah. So okay. this is it. Okay. So, um, there's still a chance for you to win, Gabby. It looks like you're in second place. <laughs> yeah. So just, you can. I'm just gonna wipe Ryan out so I can win the prize. <laughs> Gabby's getting an hour with Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Wayne! <laughs> Come on. Oh, Ryan's like not today, yeah. Gabby. <laughs> He's mine. The boy is mine. <laughs> oh my God. Um, we'll figure something out here, but no, absolutely, we're gonna. Um, yeah, let's. Top uh... fan, top fan. We're gonna we're gonna make something big out of that. And um, hey, you know what? Um, if uh, we got to do something for today, you want to give away a coffee today? Yeah, sure. Oh, Five. did we forget again yesterday to give oh, something yeah. away? Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, we're giving away a twenty dollar uh, Starbucks Ooh. gift card today. Um, and how are we gonna do it? I don't know uh most win winner winner of the likes today winner of the likes today uh, gabby is currently winning no i'm not i'm in third <laughs> oh you're in third robbie kathleen gabby josh how many 20. does robbie have 24 okay i have the most up-to-date live oh i'm winning gabby's winning all right um so the on the live coffee, podbean coffee, app coffee. you can click the hearts you can when you share the show kathleen's like why are you giving this away Kathleen shares it every day. Um, there's <laughs> you lots can send of us, you send us presents, whatever the heck that means. Um, but anyways, <laughs> whoever gets the most likes uh, today is going to get a twenty dollars Starbucks gift card. Does that All sound right. awesome? So sounds fantastic. And the yes, uh, what we're going to do is the top fan for the month. Um, we or are Tim Hortons if you're a Tim Hortons drinker for sure. <laughs> and then additionally, um, on the side, uh, whoever gets the most. Uh, uh, hearts, likes, whatever it is uh, for the month, the top fan, um, we'll get a much larger prize, and we're gonna we're gonna work, figure that out. I didn't know we had access to that. Does giving hearts impact hearts? What does that mean? Where does this? Where does this? Say this? <laughs> Tony. Very oh, poetic. does giving gifts impact hearts? I read that wrong. Oh, it's very um, poetic. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it impacts my heart, Tony. <laughs> Sounded very Beatles esque. <laughs> In the end, the love you make is equal to the love you take. <laughs> Any um, Beatles fans here this morning? You know what, Tony? I'm I I can't give you a definitive answer, but I think I think it does help um, your fan status, which essentially is the hearts. So I'm going to say yes. I don't understand. What was the question? Does giving gifts impact hearts? Oh yes. So you can yeah you can yes it does huge boost buy pod beans and give them away and. Yeah. You could pay six ninety nine to be you on the fan club. You can my, pay six ninety nine to be on the fan club. <laughs> the Wayne fan club. <laughs> don't please don't do that. I love how into this you guys are. It's well, it's people love coffee. And they're a little biased this early in the morning. Um, oh, Josh says yes, big time. So don't do that, Tony. Haha. <laughs> it does actually send twenty hearts, so it's a huge effect. I'm 
I'm working. Yeah. I'm working something out. I got plans um, to to actually get a look. <laughs> what? Tony's putting that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm working on finding a local coffee distributor to, 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 to sponsor, mm. to sponsor coffee. So if you guys know any, 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 you know, place that you get your coffee, you know, um, uh, besides like, you know, big star Starbucks or Tim Hortons chains, um, that you really like coffee and, you know, they'd be looking to, uh, to do a sponsorship. Let me know. I, I think that'd be fantastic. I think it's very fitting for the show. Definitely. Okay. Update us on the... Um, oh, Courtney knows someone. Email us. Message us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I'm oh, always, I think I know where you're going with this. I am always looking... I I, I really love... Okay, side. I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. But I, I, I really love coffee. I've just never had the time to get really into coffee. Um, Jay Vitival. Uh, I don't know if he's here today, this morning. I, uh, but uh, Jay... Uh, um, gave me a little bit of a lesson on um, on coffee. Uh, he's a bit of a at the cabin retreat. At yeah. The cabin retreat. The last cabin retreat. He came with a I don't know this this thing or whatever, and he was making <laughs> looks like coffee. a decanter. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the heck he was doing, but he made a really really great coffee. And uh, Drew Kardash as well at, at one of the other cabin retreats. He came with a press, and I'm like, I need to get into this shit, but I just yeah. don't have the. I I bought a, like a a cheap press, um, like a to go press, and. I stopped using it because it's, it's, I don't have 20 minutes during the day to do that, but I want to, I want to find 20 minutes. If my vision board is going to have a decanter for coffee, that's what my vision board is going to be. Hell yeah. Um, I really want to get into it. So if you know anyone locally, that's, 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 um, got some good beans. Let me know. Um, (laughs) pod bean, coffee bean. I mean, it's perfect. It all ties in. It all ties in. We're going to kill an, a full hour on this. So, Finish your story about the the inspections. Okay, um, hold on. I'm one second until I can give more hearts. For crying out loud. I'm winning loud. this. For crying out loud. <laughs> Kathleen's got you right now. <sighs> Come on. The pony race. I love watching this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to say anything wild and crazy. Just a little update on the inspections. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry I hyped it up so much. Yeah, like really. Um, mostly not a whole lot came out of it. I mean, just little follows up, little reminders. You guys, one really important thing that I saw come back across all of our quarterly inspections, maybe except one or two of them, was that the lint traps were in the uh, dryers were full of lint buildup. Fucking morons. So, Wayne. So, oh, kids. Sorry. And come on. <laughs> well, seriously, Anyways. how many times you got to remind them? That's, yeah. that's how, who doesn't know that? That's a huge fire risk. Yeah. And so, and it's also, that's also why quarterly inspections are important. You just simply cannot trust people who are not homeowners. I mean, even lots of homeowners don't do it as they should, but that lint trap on your dryer needs to be cleaned out. After, like we, I do it every wash. Really? Yeah. After every wash. And additionally, the, the trap outside. Yeah. Yeah, the trap outside, yeah, on the exterior. They're, these days with the new builds, they're making them inaccessible. So make sure that when you get the furnace cleaned that they're doing the whole um, vent. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like almost all of the inspections, except one or two, came back with that that was built up. Um, we also got lots of pictures of them. And yeah, some of them were really bad. So super important to be checking on those and reminding your tenants. And sometimes you need to remind them repeatedly. Like some of these tenants have been with us for a long time and I have reminded them in the past. So, yeah. And, you know, like when 
people will say like, oh, quarterly inspections is too often and you're bugging your tenants and blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm sorry, this stuff is important. Changing furnace filters, checking the lint traps. Like these are things that could be major, either you're, you're decreasing the efficiency of your furnace, furnace, which will eventually die, which is five, six, seven, eight grand. And then your dryer, yeah, like Ryan said, it also won't dry very well when it's plugged plugged up. Put a sticker on the dryer, Tony. That's really. Do we have to literally sticker the whole property though? Or a magnet. Get magnets made and stick them on there. That's a great idea. Um, because they're metal, right? I want to come up with something that rhymes, something really catchy. Yeah, something catchy. Come up with a catchy magnet we can put on the on the dryer. If you don't clean the lint, nothing rhymes with lint though. You're going to need a splint. Splint. <laughs> I don't know. That's terrible. I don't even know why I said it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. There's if you lots don't of... clean the trap, you're going to get in crap. Don't be a whack. Clean the trap. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, that was something just like, yeah, important little things like that. That mm. I don't know. Dinia also had another one, especially for the, the fall and uh, quarterly inspection. Also disconnect outside hose from frost-free bib before freeze up because it'll freeze up and break over winter and you won't know until the spring yep yes um turn off those um those valves as well yeah turn yeah turn off the exterior valve from the inside as well as disconnect hoses and winter creeps up quickly like where it drops below zero lots of people forget to disconnect the hoses Mm -hmm. we did we did thankfully (laughs) i it looks like you got it off yeah i'm tough as nails yeah it's it's hard to get off on a good day. Never mind when it's frozen. So, yeah. Um, yeah. If you don't clean the vent, get bent. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. All right. So who <laughs> head down to our website for <laughs> to buy our new magnets? <laughs> I think that this should be our contest. Actually, is who has the best dryer vent <laughs> slogan? <laughs> I love how much thought is going into this. Um, yeah, but also the other thing I wanted to say about, um, the quarterly inspections is just that lots of little repairs needed came out of it. So usually when we send out the notice of inspections, we, um, we say, Hey, let us know in advance if there's anything that you need us to look at type of thing. And we had a bunch of emails come through, like there's a GFCI outlet that's not working in one of the bathrooms, um, shower handle keeps falling off, needs to be tightened. Mm -hmm. Um, So like some super simple stuff, but just like through a few different properties, there was like a bunch of little things. So, you know, like we used to go and address all those things ourselves when we got started, which was great learning experience. But now- I can. Yeah, we absolutely can. We can go replace a GF can. GFCI outlet. We can go tighten a shower. Like it's it it kind of feels ridiculous to be sending somebody to go do that, but your time is valuable and you need to be focused on your business. Yeah. And we're at a point where that makes zero sense for us to be spending our time doing that. I mean, yeah. we hired somebody to go do the inspections. Why are we going to go back and tighten a shower handle, right? Yeah. So yeah, we I. I put a list together for our handyman and when he's done at our renovation, we're going to send him out for a day around to all the different properties. Because that's low priority repairs, right? Low priority repairs. Yeah. Nothing urgent, nothing that needs to be addressed right away. So we're, we've told them to hang tight for a couple of weeks and we'll get somebody out. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I get, I cringe every time I think about that shower handle falling off of 
because you know it's falling three feet down to the tub yeah. and it's going to chip that tub and I'm going to lose my shit if I see any tubs, uh, tub, uh, chips in the tub there on the next inspection. But that's why I take sleeping pills. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and then uh, one, I'll just touch on this real fast. There was one tenant I saw an email come through. I just read like the subject line or something like that. And uh, he says, can I get a new dog? And mm. that was actually the property where we couldn't do the inspection because <laughs> the guy that went to do the inspections, um, as soon as he opened the door, the giant dog was <laughs> there and was not letting him in. Going <laughs> crazy. Going crazy. So uh, we have not seen that property since that tenant moved in. I need to see what that looks like first because if, if it's a rambunctious yeah. dog and well, here's the other thing is that at that property, it's a shared yard between the upstairs and downstairs. It's a suited property. They mm. both have dogs. And um, when he was, he, he did do the basement um, suite <laughs> inspection before being denied access by the dog <laughs> on the uh, oh, okay. main floor. Yeah. But the yard was um, full of dog poop, which oh, in it? our leases, dog poop needs to be cleaned up daily. Um, so I don't know whose dog or if it's both dogs, um, that the poop isn't being cleaned up, but that was a big thing. Like we need to figure that out. We need to do the inspection before we even have a conversation about a second dog. Mm -hmm. Like there's, yeah. So, um, thankfully that problem solved itself. He emailed back saying, never mind. Um, I won't be getting another dog, but yeah. Tony one. What? Tony one. Here's a hint chap clean the lint trap <laughs> it's just kind of polite <laughs> just, just kind of old british fellow with a big top hat yeah <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, okay uh 33 minutes of nonsense not nonsense there's some good stuff in here and i had a lot of fun with that uh that magnet thing but um i told you guys i talk about this uh this deal my favorite deal and it should take about 25 minutes so mm. um this one, hey, uh, here's 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 a great question that came up last night in that creative Q and A in Barry McGuire's group, and literally the number one question that I get uh, when people are asking about agreement for sales, hey Wayne, how do you find agreement for sales? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I always say, um, you know, focus on the the problem and the solution. Well, you know, if you focus on the problem that people have and and then uh, solving it, then then you'll find opportunities everywhere. Um, this one, this guy, uh, I used to play hockey with him and, um, I didn't know his, his family owned rental properties. He called me up randomly one day and said, Hey, uh, I saw you're into real estate. Um, I got a deal for you. And I'm like, okay, I'll hear it. I'm like, what do you got? And, uh, so I sat down and, and, um, I think it was like a Sunday afternoon or something. Mm -hmm. like that. And yeah. I, I remember, I remember actually quite vividly, um, he said, so my dad owns a property. We've owned it. It's been in our family for 20 some odd years, 20, 30 years. I believe they were the original owners. Um, they lived in it for a period of time. Uh, Tony's, oh, and I got to read Tony's thing real fast. Wayne will snap if you don't clean the trap. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a picture of me with a top hat. <laughs> okay. Back to the story. <laughs> Sorry. He distracted me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he said, I got a deal for you. It's uh, it's a bit of a doozy, though. Um, it's currently shut down by AHS. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, K, why? Um, he proceeded to tell me the story uh, that they've been renting it for years. I don't want to speak poorly, um, but th- they were the type of landlords that they sent a guy on the first to go knock on the door and collect cash. Yes. Um, there was a there was a name was years ago. Now I can't remember. I, I want to say Russ. Yes. Was it Russ yeah. or Rust? Russ. It was Russ. Russ comes by on the first. <laughs> rent. <laughs> and collects the rent from the from the tenants. And uh, you know, that's that's just the way they operate their business offer uh, operated Operate. their business. They uh, were not sophisticated real estate investors. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people have made money in real estate over the you know decades, and they never really had to. Um, so it, it, instantly, I'm thinking to myself, okay, if this thing's closed by AHS um, and and it's 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 fenced off, I'm like I don't know how I'm going to get a mortgage on this thing. Um, you continue to tell me, and and please fill in the gaps here. I'm 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 piecing this all together. I just re- 15 minutes before the show, I just realized, hey, hey, I should tell this story. Um. They got new tenants in, um, and I guess everything was good. Russ was getting the money on the first until one month Russ went there and banged on the door, and no one answered. And he looked, and the windows were all covered up, and I don't know what it was, garbage bags or tent foil or something, and nobody was answering. So he's banging on it, trying to get their attention, and they're not answering. And we went like one or two months before, like, you know, they weren't getting rent and they didn't know what the heck was going on. Um, neighbors were saying they were seeing a lot of people coming and going. And uh, yeah, they, they they didn't do proper screening. They didn't do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. They didn't do credit checks. Um, Probably first person to show up with first month and security deposit cash in hand. It was a cash, cash, cash yeah. for keys. You know, you got cash, I got keys, you can move in today kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the owner, not not Russ, the owner ended up getting a phone call uh, a couple months later. Uh, that was the police that uh, they had uh, busted the door down and uh, they arrested everyone inside. And so when the police went in there, they found a bunch of stolen merchandise, electronics. Uh, the closets were full of um, like the linen closets were full of unopened liquor bottles so they must have hit a liquor store um drugs uh lots of people living in there a lot of the stuff was taken out um it was there was no beds or anything it was it was it was apparently it was pretty bad and so the, the police you know cleared out all the drugs and stuff like that and all the merchandise and everything else and what was left behind was was pretty rough i mean this this they'd owned this place for a long time they'd never updated it yeah. Um, and then of course, like the tenants were just, I don't even know if you consider them tenants, but they just beat the crap out of the place. It was, um, just a place where people were shooting up as far as I know. I mean, this is just, you know, a second hand, um, story, but, um, just what he heard from the police. And, uh, so it ended up being abandoned for a long time. And then because a lot of the necessary things in order to make it habitable weren't in there and things weren't operating correctly, AHS ended up shutting the place down. Yeah. Um, they got a bunch of warnings to, to fix a bunch of things, and, and then they didn't. And um, so they ended up 
shutting it down and fencing it around. They fenced it off. Yeah. Um, so there was no door. There were no windows because they're all smashed in and everything. After that, once it was abandoned, like, you know, bums were living in it. And uh, yeah, I was just remembering that. But yeah, that was a big problem was um, keeping homeless people out of it because yeah. it had been abandoned for so long. The police had boarded off the windows, you know, because they were broken. And then they just kept tearing them off and then going, you know, finding a nice warm, semi warm place to sleep. Yeah, shelter. Shelter. Um, so they didn't know what to do with it. They, you know, they didn't have the money to, to, to remediate it or to, to, to get it back to, you know, rentable, habitable. Um, so it just kind of sat empty and, you know, dealing with AHS and trying to get them to, to lift it and everything was a huge hassle. So he started calling, uh, (laughs) yellow signs. He started calling, you know, you know, buy my house cash we or buy we buy houses signs. And, um, and he called me as well because he saw on social media that Wayne's a real estate investor. I mean, he'll probably buy it. Um, which again, talk, talk about Manzur in our, in our conversation last week, the power of social media, the power of social media, it, show it, people what you're doing. They will come. Social media just has this, it's just, it has a weird taste in everyone's mouth, but when you just think about it, media, that is where everyone is looking. looking. No, <laughs> no one's looking on the television and watching commercials anymore. They're all watching it on their phones. So if you are on people's phones and they know what you are, it's free advertising. So yeah, he, uh, uh, I guess they just kind of left it and they were just trying to sell it and they were trying to get more than land value. Essentially. Um, it was in a really great neighborhood. Um, good location. It's uh, on a very large lot, very large lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and really it, big, huge. Yeah, huge, <laughs> huge lot, um, and a nice, mature, great neighborhood. Um, so, anyways, he said, "So, are you interested?" <laughs> I said, uh, "Wow, <laughs> um, I got to see it." And he goes, hey, "Okay, yeah, sure." And he took me down there to see it, and um, of course, I get there, and it's all fenced off. Wait, we- did he bring you by, or did Russ? You met Russ, right? Yes, I think so. I R- think Russ took you to the property a couple times. You're right. I did meet <laughs> Russ the first time. Yeah, my buddy yeah, couldn't before, make it because he was yeah. in Calgary, <laughs> and we met Russ. Yeah, Russ. Um, Russ opened up the door, even though he wasn't supposed to. He's like, "Oh, come on in. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one's supposed to be in there. It's all fenced off." And he just kind of moves the fence and. Take, you know, brought a drill and took down the door. And he's like, so what do you think? <laughs> and I'm like, it looks like fucking shit in here. Yeah. Like it was bad, yeah. really bad. I mean, I've been a lot of bad houses. This one was like, it was pretty beat up. And um, I'm like, well, I'll, I'll definitely talk to my buddy and we'll see what we can do. Um, ended up over the next couple of weeks, just, you know, talking back and forth and kind of came up with some numbers and we were working on it. And then I got a call from a realtor. Um because I had talked to that realtor about what's it worth? What's it worth? What do you think? Um, the land value, basically. Yeah. And he calls me up and says, uh, "Hey Wayne, uh, did you ever lock up that deal over in in that neighborhood?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, we we got a pretty good um, handshake agreement." And just waiting for him to sign the papers. He goes, oh, "Okay," because he's literally calling every we buy house sign uh, in the in the city. And I've had a bunch of people call me about it. So you better go and get a signature on that right now. I'm like, oh shit. So anyways, I, I called him back up and I guess he was just kind of exploring his options, which whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um, trying to get the most out of it because, you know, he's he wasn't going to lose any money. There was no mortgage on the property. They'd owned it for so long. Um, but, you know, just trying to make sure that his, his dad got the most money out of it. And uh, 
we ended up agreeing on a price. The problem was, was that nobody was going to give us a mortgage yeah. on a property like that. An uninhabitable yeah. property. And I explained that to him. I was like, there's no way we're going to get a mortgage on this thing. Um, so I'm going to have to either buy all cash uh, or find a private lender that's okay with that, which is going to be very difficult if you want me to close this thing fast. So I was... Um, I explained to him the 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 concept of agreement for sale. And at that time, I didn't know that he didn't have a mortgage on it. But I, uh, if I could get the price that I wanted and I can get an agreement for sale for, say, six months or 12 months while we renovate it, I'll just refinance it afterwards and keep it. And the spread was good enough that we were going to refinance the property, get, at that time, based on the math that we had, we were going to get all of our money out. Yes. And we'd have, we'd be into it for nothing mm -hmm. on a, on a, so we were going to buy it, um, get AHS to allow us back in. We were going to renovate upstairs, add a secondary suite downstairs. There was also the talk about tearing the whole thing down and building a duplex. Yeah. Um, we were talk about building a garage suite. Like there were so many different things we could have done on that property because the lot was so big. Yeah. Can I also add in that, um, I'm just remembering we had to get, um, like we had to get the seller to, um, basically get a crew and clean it up and make it habitable before we could even purchase it. Cause we couldn't get insurance on it. Yeah. Yeah. And insurance was expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of considerations. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, <laughs> It was a, it was a lot of work, but I mean, it was definitely worth it to, to 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 learn how to do it because a lot of people they would have just said no, no, that's just too much, you know. Yeah. Um, we'd never dealt with anything like that, you know, off market, and uh, but we stuck with it, and uh, so we talked about the agreement for sale thing, and he agreed to it. Um, we went back and forth on a price, and then we eventually landed on a really good price, which is pretty much lot value, and. Uh, the agreement for sale, uh, it was going to require, I believe it was 10% down. It was 8% down, something like that. Yeah. Uh, something like twenty five dollars or $30,000, something like that, um, down. And then he was going to finance the rest. Um, but then we, so we asked for his mortgage documents to figure out what his mortgage was. And he said, oh, no, there's no mortgage on it. I'm like, geez, there's no mortgage on it. Okay, let's do a VTB. Vendor take back mortgage. A vendor take back mortgage because with an agreement for sale, it's a little harder to refinance afterwards. I don't want to get into the details of it. Go check out Barry McGuire's yeah. <laughs> uh, website and go take an agreement for sale course and it explains Join his it. educational group. Yeah, join his educational group and you'll learn all about it. But um, refinancing with agreement for sale is a little more difficult. Um, a lot of lenders won't allow it because you're not on title. Um, with a vendor take back mortgage, you're on title and the seller... Um, instead of offering you an agreement for sale, what they do is they they hold back their equity from the sale and they lend it to you, um, their mm -hmm. equity. Yeah. So because they had 100% equity and there was no loan on it, we put, like I said, $25,000, $30,000 down. And then they lended us the remainder on a vendor take-back mortgage at like 2%. Yeah. Which was amazing. Yeah, so it we was got basically whatever whatever the going interest rate was. Like they didn't ask for that to be bumped up or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because we were going to solve their problem yeah. right away, right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, this was something that was like really, you can't put that on the market, right? Yeah. So uh, we were able to solve their problem and um, they gave it to us for 2%, which was amazing. And we got title, so which means that we would be able to refinance afterwards. Yeah. Um, 
so first thing we did, we got all that done up. Um, it was it wasn't an easy no- negotiation, but we got it done. Um, we got possession of the property. Then we had to spend a couple of weeks dealing with AHS, um, trying to get them to remove that. Yeah. To take the fences down, to um, allow us back in, to turn power back on, right? Because there's no yeah. power on either. Um, got all that done. In the meantime, I remember uh, our the guys that were working on it. I remember they were they were they went and talked to neighbors and they ran extension cords. Yeah, they were borrowing power from, from the, the neighbors. neighbors. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, this I is, think didn't I think that they offered them like fifty bucks or something to yeah yeah yeah. So at to that, get started, <laughs> yeah. At that time, we didn't have a ton of liquid cash. I mean, we had properties. I've done agreement for sales and lots of you know different stuff, but like um, early on in real estate, you don't have a whole heck of a lot of cash. You know, you, you bring in joint venture partners, they bring the cash, the down payments and stuff. We hadn't accumulated enough to be able to do a large scale renovation like this. Um, we're talking about $120,000, $140,000 plus the money down. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, we only had to put twenty five, $30,000 down, not sixty. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's very expensive to do a, a, a full, you know, uh, renovation like this. Normally you need about $200,000. So that was limiting us. And, and we were trying to find someone who would want to go in on it. And then, uh, we decided to instead partner up with another investor who had just recently done some work for us on another secondary suite, or they were currently doing some work for us on a secondary suite. So we joint ventured with them. They were going to bring half the down payment money and half the renovation costs. And they were also going to do the renovation. Um, so it's going to be a reduced rate um, because of the fact that they were going to do the work. Um, and they had a crew and everything and they had experience. And then what we were going to do is bring the other half of the cash. And we were going to supply the deal that we negotiated and brought to the table, which, mm-hmm. I mean, that was a pretty fucking good deal. Yeah, smoking. Smoking good deal. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen a property that low in price. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was very good. <laughs> and then to be able to get those kind of terms. Um you asked me how I found it. The guy literally called me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't put any marketing. I didn't throw any I mean, yeah, I mean it could have easily gone to any one of those we buy houses signs in the area. So yeah. that's that's a it's a fun fact. People do call those signs in situations like that, but yeah. do they happen every day? No. Um I think the reason why I got it was because there was a level of trust. Yeah. Because he knew oh, definitely. me and yeah. because the social media and that I'd shared all of our stuff and there was a family business and stuff. So there was a level of trust there as opposed to just calling some rando uh, on some yellow sign. But uh, we ended up partnering with another investor. And uh, again, they were going to do the renovation work. So they took care of all this, uh, the renovation stuff. I, I knew. So what that was going to do also, though, was dramatically decrease the cost of the renovation. Yes. Because which... their labor was going to be super cheap. And yeah, they were going to get it done for what? $80,000. That was the quote. Yeah. 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 So that was going to include, you know, adding a deck because the deck needed to be replaced, the roof, um, you know, painting the exterior, um, a couple of windows, renovating upstairs. Putting a suite downstairs. Putting a suite downstairs. um, New furnaces. New furnaces. (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah, there was lots and a lot of landscaping work as well. Yeah. But again, um, since they were in on the deal, they were going to basically work for free and hire in some some cheap labor. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it all looked really good, actually. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me about working with others and 
having shared responsibilities and I kind of cringe towards it. There's, there's reasons because I've heard stories, you know, about investors working together. And then I have my own stories uh, about investors working together. And um, when you share responsibilities and delegate, it's tough. Yeah. It's really tough because when someone doesn't do something the way that, you, you know, they say they're going to do it or the way that you expect them to do it, that's, there's some tough, yeah. you have to address it. Yeah. And it can get confrontational. And it's not like, you know, an expert and a, and a passive money investor where they don't know anything about it. You know, in this situation where, you know, you both know what you're talking about and you're arguing about what the other person did, it gets kind of messy. And it also gets really messy because you're in the same circles and the same networks and everybody knows everybody. And you get all worried about what that person's going to say about you. And you're trying to be the, you know the bigger man or the bigger woman and and not saying things, but you want to, because at the same time, you're like, what the heck were these people doing? Um, it, it's so, it's so messy. And um, anyways, when everything was good until we got towards the end of the project. Yeah. And you know what? I, I Well, you all know when you see a house trying to part and it's starting to get back together, um, it's, it's just a giant mess until you start doing the finishing work. You judge the quality of work at that particular stage yeah. on how quickly they get things done, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's it doesn't you don't really know what it's really going to look like until the last couple of weeks once the finishing work starts getting done. Yeah. And my experience in inspections, I just notice little things. You know what I mean? You just you see I'm always I've always got a magnifying glass on. And um Something Stacy didn't really need a magnifying glass, though. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. It's pretty obvious. And 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 the intent is not to 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 shine a light on this, and and I don't. We don't want to speak poorly of that person because we we agreed that we were just going to amicably amicably you know just end the the joint venture and and not talk poorly about each other. And that's not the point of this. But the the point is about you know, just making sure that you're being very cautious when working with other investors because things like this happen. Yeah. And it's not always, you know, someone not doing what they're supposed to or the work not being to your standards. A lot of times it's just little shit. Yeah. You start demonizing the other person and villainizing them because, I don't know, just what, it's almost like moving in with a roommate. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're best friends with your room uh, and then you move in together and then suddenly you're like, why is this? coke can on the table <laughs> you just you start to I hate think the them. most important thing is open and honest communication mm -hmm. nothing can go unsaid like any little thing that comes up needs to be talked about and addressed mm -hmm. because if you start holding shit in and and not addressing it that's when it gets ugly yeah that was a, the big lesson i think so that eighty thousand dollar quote ended up turning up to over one hundred and twenty thousand dollars which Boom, for those of you that can gone. do math, that's 50% over budget, which where does that come from? Yeah. And they had their justifications for it. But at the same time, like, you know, proper planning. Made the numbers not work. Yeah. Well. Well, that's the problem. And then that it, it increased the budget as well. What it did was it, the finishing work was not to the, to the level of, um, it wasn't good enough for a flip. Yeah. Now it could have worked for a rental property. Yeah. Barely. But for a flip, you need flashy. Yeah. Nice cuts. Clean. 
You know what I mean? If you're going to be selling this to property. get the the top price, because I, we decided halfway through that instead instead of refinancing it and keeping it, I didn't want to have I didn't want to do joint ventures with another investor. You know, and keeping it as a rental property. So we decided selling it was the best option and just, you know, increasing our cash, which would have increased, you know, our capital that we could have done more deals in the future. That's mm-hmm. what our big thing was that, you know, it was, we were struggling to, to do that deal on our own. So let's, let's build up some capital and do a flip. And so that way we can have some money to do more in the future. I think based off the numbers, we were going to get about $50,000 each. Yeah. It was going to be an amazing deal amazing and uh we had our realtor come in and he goes this this ain't gonna work and told us it was gonna be worth god i think it was like 60 or 70 thousand dollars less yeah so now we're looking at it and we're doing the math over budget 40 and under arv by 60 (laughs) it ate up all the profit gone gone all because they 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 couldn't, and they said, "Oh, don't worry, we'll fix it. We'll fix it." I'm like, "No, we're gonna hire someone to fix this." Like, how did how do you do that? Yeah, look at this. Like, how do you do that? So, we were obviously unhappy. the The relationship, the joint venture, had gone pretty stale yeah. and sour. Um, we thought about potentially paying to get it fixed, but they didn't want to pay to have it fixed themselves. Cause we're like, you're paying for it. We're not paying for it jointly. You are to get this thing fixed up. Um, but I just, I, I didn't trust it. So we ended up deciding to, because we weren't going to make any money off of it and we were going to break even, we ended up just paying them out and got them off yeah. and, uh, just gave them their money back, which, and, well, and they got paid for their labor and stuff. So they got paid for their labor. They got yeah. paid, and so they made they made money off of the job, and we just gave them their down payment back, and you know we took the property back and we refinanced it. And we had a bunch of money into it now, so yeah. we had to leave a bunch of our money into it. Um, I think we found, a, I think we found some capital. We were able to liquidate some stuff and get some money out in order to to make that happen. Um, it was it was pretty stressful because it was all over Christmas. If I recall, mm-hmm. um, we're trying to get all this stuff done. We're getting all the the legal documents done up with them. I don't know. I, we're going to go a little over today, mm-hmm. a little over an hour today. But <laughs> it's I'll, like, I Wayne, you got two this. minutes. <laughs> talking too much about dryer magnets. Yeah, <laughs> I told you the thirty minute story. Um, what was I saying? Over Christmas. Oh, it was over it Christmas. Done. Yeah, <laughs> like all the legal of like making sure that you know they were not held responsible, you know, and, and yeah, then drafting up letters of refinancing and getting their interest off and just like, yeah. it was it's a huge hassle. Yeah. So there was refinance terms so that they would be paid out with the refinance, um, with the money coming from the refinance. So it was, yeah, it got a, a little complicated. Yeah. So we ended up spending, once we got all that done and got them off, then we, we ended up spending the money to, um, to get it fixed up. And I can't remember, it was close to $10,000 mm-hmm. to basically go redo a lot of the finishing work and get it nice. Because like the the materials that we bought were good, yeah. but it was just the, the way that they were installed was very poor. Yeah. So we spent about 10 grand in getting it all done. And then um, it increased the value again, but now we're into January. Yeah. 
and the market had kind of cooled off. There wasn't any good sold comparables at that particular time. So the number that we are expecting, which was like a high 460, you know, is down like a 430, 440 now. And there you go. We lost another $20,000, $30,000. So it wasn't the greatest timing. And we, you know, we put all this effort into it. I found this amazing fucking deal. Like it, I was so angry that like, how did this fail? Right. How could this have possibly failed? And so I didn't want to accept a lesser amount. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could have sold it. I could have taken a small profit, but like, damn, I was supposed to get 50, not 12 or 20. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is, this is not acceptable for me. So we started looking at different options and we were talking with our realtor and we, we thought about maybe, you know, renting it out for a period of time. Mm -hmm. And though we didn't want to have our money tied up into that. Yeah. Um, maybe renting it out, waiting for the spring. But then we were all super afraid that a tenant was going to come in and then ruin all the new fresh finishing work that we had just finished. Well, and you know what else happens in a situation like this? I, I started to hate the property because of the whole situation. Mm -hmm. Like I was just like, we need to sell this thing. Like it became emotional instead of like, I, like I definitely was not thinking practically. Thank God for Wayne, because I was like, get rid of this thing. I want nothing to do with it. I'm not managing tenants in it. Like get mm -hmm. rid of it. <laughs> we had a few people, realtors reach out to us and ask, would, be, would we be open to doing a rent to own? And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> Again, if you want to know why you shouldn't do rent owns, um, on suited houses. A lot of people ask about that, you know, check out Barry's group or just ask online. Um, rent to owns, uh, you know, if you're doing a rent to own, you need to qualify someone very delicately. We talked about this in the creative Q and a last night. So go check that out. Um, you gotta be very, very, very particular on the type of person that you choose for a rent to own. And then, Gabby's giving me the. You're going up. down a rabbit hole. <laughs> we didn't want to do a rent own. <laughs> you have no control over the other tenant that they allow in the basement. Yes. That was the problem. Yeah. Um. So we said no, no to that one, and so we were looking at it as a rental, and then we got a call from a realtor, and they said that they knew someone else that was looking for an agreement for sale. I'm like, I never really thought about selling with an agreement for sale, and. It's interesting, and I, and I want you guys to, to to think about this, you know, today and this week. A lot of people look at agreement for sales, and they're just like, "I want an agreement for sale," yeah. because the definition of an agreement for sale to them is no money down, no money down, no financing, make lots of money, and you know, <laughs> yeah. um, the the no money down kind of gimmick. But agreement for sales are tools, mm -hmm. and that tool can be used in many different ways. It's a multi tool, and for this situation where we were looking at it as, you know, potentially selling it for 420, 410, I could add a premium to that price and sell it for the 440 that I wanted if I offered something as well. And this person, they had, they didn't have the full 20% down payment. And as well, they were, um, they had just started, they were self-employed. Yeah. Um, so they, they just started in the industry and they didn't have the two years worth of T1s. So they only needed three years. And they wanted to do it 10% down. Um, and they wanted a suite of property where they can live in it and rent out the other mm -hmm. unit and, you know, to reduce their costs. 
They would be able to build up the equity that they need over the next three years to have the full 20% Mm -hmm. for their down payment as well. um, Where's it going with that? Uh, After the three years, they would have all the T1 generals that they would need in order to qualify for a mortgage. So like super win-win, super win-win. So we ended up, um, we wanted 450, we ended up landing at 440. So we made an additional 20 to $30,000 than, than yeah. higher than what we would have made at that particular month in that market. As well, we had a very low interest rate on that property and it was a variable. And so what we did was instead of charging them the interest rate that we had on our mortgage, we charged them, uh, we, we created a spread on it. Um, so I, I can't remember. It was maybe, I don't want to go into the details of it because that's, that's not fair to, to people that are involved. Um, but there was about a 2% spread approximately on the interest rate. So that was going to mean that their payment to us was going to be higher than our underlying mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. So what that did was it created a bit of cash flow every month. Yeah. So if we were going to leave approximately $70,000 70, yeah. worth of equity in that property, our profits, then we wanted to be compensated for it more than just the little bit of extra, you know, like we were making an extra $30,000 because we were able to sell it for $30,000 more, right? Yeah, but we still had to wait. (laughs) We had $40,000 worth of equity. We're selling it for $30,000 more, right? So now we have $70,000 worth of equity they're waiting on. Um, So that was, that was okay. Um, We made, we made, we made a return on our equity in that sense. We had to wait for that equity for three years. Um, I wanted to add in one more thing that I forgot uh, was that because they brought in the ten percent, that was actually the money the four the the forty thousand or some dollars that they put down. That was actually the money that we had left in the deal. Mm-hmm. So when we did that, we got our d- deposit from them. We got all of our investment out. So right. we had no money in it. The only money that was left in that deal was our our profits. Right. So we got all of our money out, and we were just carrying a mortgage for three years for them, which was really great. Yeah. Now that we added that interest rate spread on there, that 2% interest rate spread, now we are getting approximately $300, $350 worth of cash flow every month on top of that. Mm-hmm. So we, we made an extra $30,000 on the, on, the, on the sale, which on a $40,000 equity investment is a 75% return on our equity right there. Plus, we were making $350 a month in cash flow for three years, mm-hmm. which do the math. Thing is, though, is that uh, over the, the period of that three years, uh, interest rates went down and we were on a variable. Mm-hmm. It went down a lot. I and got th- a beautiful notice in the mail <laughs> that our mortgage payment dropped like a lot. $300. <laughs> so our cash flow ended up increasing very quickly to up to $600 a month mm-hmm. on that property. Mm-hmm. We made $600 a month in cash flow with no investment in it for, for three years, yeah. which equated to about $21,000. Yeah. 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 I, 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 you know, I never ran the calculator before we started, <laughs> but we had the $21,600 plus the extra $30,000 um, was $51,600. Um, yeah, we made a $51,600 return on our $40,000 of yeah of equity in three years pretty sweet 
Yeah, so she made the payments. She was responsible for all the property taxes and everything else. I was just going to say, Tony asked who who pays the property taxes. They do. They, they take over the property and everything is their responsibility. Insurance, yeah. property taxes, um, the payments, the mortgage payments. We just had to cover our underlying payments. mortgage payments. Yeah. And uh, and then so the, the property tax bills came to us, but mm-hmm. we would just send the, the the bill to them and then and they would pay it. Yeah. Um, three years, $600 a month. Um, great cash flow. Yeah. I'm going to miss that cash flow. Although I do like the money hitting our account, like our own equity, yeah. but, uh, our profits, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. That it was, was, it was a nice little cash flow boost for a few years there. It was a pretty <laughs> stressful deal from start to finish. Oh yeah. Um, can't, Emmanuel can't do that shit with stocks. Yeah. No, you can't do that shit with stocks. <laughs> and there was Emmanuel and, and everyone listening. There was so many points where I, in this, in this whole um, deal that like I almost quit. Oh, like, it was so complicated and so um, emotionally draining and just, yeah. Like just from like the beginning, like trying to figure out AHS yeah, and trying to get in there and like, is this a good deal? And not knowing. Perseverance, hard work. Yeah. It's uh, it, so many different. And then the joint venture not working out and then like being hit with that, you know, the realtor coming in and saying, hey, this ain't going to work anymore. Yeah. And that $100,000 of the profit, we were supposed to get 50 is completely no, gone yeah. because someone didn't do what they were supposed to do. <sighs> My heart's just like pumping just thinking about it. Like I, I completely yeah. forgot about these oh, things. But you don't, it was you, devastating. It was absolutely devastating. That was a dark time. We had so many plans for that $50,000 afterwards. We're going to do this and we're going to buy more agreement for sales and we'll be able to put $10,000 down yeah. and this and this. We had all these plans and then bam, just a big punch to the face. Yeah. And, 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 but we, but we got through it Yeah. and then, you know, we found the money in order to get that refinance done and to get them off. And then, and then we were staring at it, trying to figure out what to do with it. You know, do we keep that money in there and have it as a rental for a period of time? Pivot. (laughs) Josh, I hear Ross yelling somewhere, pivot. (laughs) And then, you know, being the financing was a bitch too. Yeah, I, if I recall, I remember now that I look back on it, that financing was not easy. Wasn't easy, no. Um, they had so many different terms they wanted. Yeah, and, because, and we had to put more. They only gave us, I think, seventy-five loan to value, seventy-five percent. Yeah, yeah. And so we had to leave more money in. Yeah, we had this. Oh man, it was so hard. Yeah, and I completely forgot was because you know the renovation money that we had. Um, we didn't use cash. We used like line of credit. So we built up our debt on that because we we're, we're going to get that money back to pay off our debt plus the $50,000 of profit yeah. on a sale. But we didn't consider having that debt on our name to qualify for $50,000 debt on our name. <laughs> wouldn't be able to qualify for a mortgage. Yeah. So they wanted to use the proceeds from that in order to, to pay, pay off, off debt. the debt. Yeah. We needed to show proof that we were going to pay off that debt. And then, oh, it was just the, the terms and, and requirements they had for that financing was so stressful all the while we got this you know joint venture partner on the other end and they're just like shitting on us and we start hearing stories about us and like oh man just the stress levels of that but um yeah this deal actually just closed out yesterday finally i was just gonna say fist fist bump yeah yeah so uh seventy thousand dollar check just came in yesterday for our equity account um made an amazing return on that but just wanted to shine a light and to show you guys on, on what's possible if you kind of put these creative strategies together it and and sometimes they literally just kind of show up yeah 
So I, um, I like this. Emmanuel asks, um, what's the biggest takeaway from that experience? And I think probably Wayne and I would um, have different viewpoints on it. Um, for me, there was there is two big ones. Um, the first one being how important communication is in general, but especially when working with um, partners. Open, honest, uncomfortable, it doesn't matter. Things need to be said whenever it comes up. Otherwise, like Wayne said, you start demonizing and then it goes downhill fast. So open and honest communication all the time. And then the second one is get creative. Mm -hmm. If something happens or if you're faced with a situation, this is this is life lesson, not just buying houses, but get creative. Like there's always there's always something that can be done or mm -hmm. something that you can do. You just need to spend some time figuring it out. Yeah. This was as creative as it gets from start to finish. Like AFS, negotiated AFS turned VTB. VTB Add a joint venture, add in secondary suite, Burr, uh, Burr turned flip, turned um, buying out joint venture, turned refinancing, adding in all these terms to have to pay off debt and pay out partners um, to what the hell are we going to do, turned selling by AFS. To six hundred dollars a month in $600 cash. Six hundred dollars a month in cash flow yeah. to finally closing on it and and yeah be it, done it could have been dead i i think uh i i don't know many other investors not to toot my own horn, but i don't know many other investors who would have been able to to, 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 to solve this yeah. so just know that and i've said this a bunch of times before that there's no such thing as a bad deal any deal could be made into a good deal with the right terms so if you know if you have the education and you know how to put stuff together there's always a way there's always a way to put the pieces together in the puzzle to make it work um I've got so many other cool stories that I'll share on the podcast in the future about other cool, because I told you this is a, this is very close to being um, the number one deal that I've ever done. I've had lots of other deals where very similar, but not as many moving pieces as this one. Not as, well, as stressful, but, um, you know, there's so many times I've almost walked away from a deal, but then just, oh, wait a minute, what if I structure it this way? And I bring in this person over here and bring in that. Um, so don't ever give up on a deal. Um, there's always a way to make it work. It just, is everybody else willing to do it? Right? Yeah. And is it still win-win? And is it still win-win? Yeah. So, uh, 15 minutes over today. Wow. Guys. Longest show to date. Thank, Again, thank you I... for all of you who stuck around yes. to the end. Yes. Okay. So before, before we go Wayne, I need you to pull up your stats. I'm not going to take the $20 coffee, you guys, if I'm, if I'm still the top fan here, but I need Wayne to see for this live and for the month. <laughs> Okay, Ryan's Ryan's way out of reach. He took this month. Okay, so for today, Gabby definitely won. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did? I gave you, I I gifted you a coffee, and oh, it bumped you. my heart. It it bumped my heart. Bump 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 bump. Um, by a hundred. I saw that. <laughs> Kathleen's getting it. Kath. Uh... Okay, she's probably not with us anymore because I know she needs to head into work. Unless she is, I don't know. Uh, I um, she usually takes she off right before seven. So. We'll, we'll notify her if she's not still Kathleen's here. still here. Oh, is she? Yeah. Kathleen, congratulations. Um, yeah. So $20 we'll, Starbucks card it'll or be in Tim your, Hortons, you let us know. Yeah, it'll be in your email account um, to redeem. And then, yeah, Ryan Letniak took the month by storm. Ryan. Thanks for being our top fan for just, November. Just give us, give us a minute to think about it and uh, we'll get back to you. 
um, sometime this week and we'll figure out what that price is going to be. And then, yeah, so going forward, starting tomorrow, um, that's yeah, going to reset. Brand new month, brand, brand new opportunity. New so um, we'll figure out what that's going to look like um, going forward. But uh, thank you so much for Ryan and for everyone else, you know, for the support and, and tuning in every morning and, 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 uh, and Johnny five, congrats on uh, joining the 6am club. Um, we see you, man. And everybody else is thinking about it. You know, there's a lot of benefits to getting up early and, and starting your day right. So we uh, hope to see you guys there uh, tomorrow as well. Awesome. All right. We'll see you guys in the Have morning. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. <laughs>